welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. It's awesome. Open your Bibles this morning to Proverbs 18.10. We are going to park on one scripture today. It's going to be kind of like that movie where you never leave the one scene of that movie. That's going to be today. We're going to park on a scripture. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it, and they are saved. We have it there. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it and are safe. I remember seeing this scripture mm, probably hit me really strongly about 10 years ago. And I remember running upstairs. I was in the office, and my parents have a business, and I work with them. And um, it's in the house. And I remember reading this. probably shouldn't have been reading my Bible while I was at work, but I was reading my Bible while I was in the office. And I remember running upstairs. My mom was upstairs. And I said, Mom, Mom, have you ever read this scripture before? Well, of course she had read this scripture before. But I was seeing this scripture in, in a new way. And I was just, I've just really been reminded of this scripture again lately. You know, like, before I even know it, I'm, I'm literally just driving around and like, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to and is safe. I just kept, I keep hearing that in my spirit. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to and they're safe. Do you guys ever catch yourself just like praying out loud or you're just like reciting scripture and you're just like, why do I keep saying this scripture over and over again? It's a good thing to learn the word of God and just to say scripture over and over and over again. So I'm like, God, why am I reciting this scripture? I don't know why. I don't have to know why. I'm just going to keep reciting the scripture till it gets so deep entrenched in my spirit to where I'm, I'm saying it, I'm living it, I'm breathing it, I'm speaking it, I'm sharing it. And I've just been reminded as I've been just, you know, not muttering, but just like meditating, pondering on the scripture over and over again of Hosea 4.6 where it says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And I think it's safe to say that there are seasons that we know so much we know so much, and we have been given so much for God so loved the world that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, his only son, that whoever believed in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. But we're in a season where we're running hard, aren't we? We're running hard. Some of us too hard, and we've talked a little bit about that Sabbath. We need to take a step back. And sometimes it can be hard to know what we're supposed to do in life. So we're trying this, and we're trying that, and we're going this way, and we're going that way. And God's saying, hey, my name's a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they're safe. And, and one thing that I have learned as I'm not a young, I can't say a young person anymore. I'm not a young person anymore. But something that I have learned over in my life is that when I get Jesus right, and if just let me say that loosely for a moment, if just give me some liberty there. When I get Jesus right, when I put Jesus as my first and foremost, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, guess what? Everything comes into alignment. Everything comes into alignment. So as I'm saying over and over in my spirit, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to it, and they're safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to it, and they're safe. Guess what God's trying to do? He's training me to run. He's training me to run, and he's saying, Jen, sometimes, like Hosea 4, 6, you perish in your life. You, you, you fail, not fail, but you can falter in life because you know so much, but you're not walking in it. So he reminds me. He reminds me over and over again. I was, I had coffee with um, the associate pastor's wife of Glad Tidings in Victoria um, the other night. I was in Victoria, and we were just hanging out, and 
she was sharing with me a little bit about her journey, and it was just similar to the journey that I had been when we lived in Victoria for a season. And uh, she just said, you know, Jen, it's really been hard. It's just been a tough season. I'm just trying to figure it out. And I said, you know, there's just some seasons. And, I, and I'm finding this particularly, and maybe you resonate with this, but I'm seeing patterns over and over again right now where it's like people are flailing a little bit. <laughs> They're flailing, you know, like, oh, I don't know what's happening. God, what are you doing? Something different's happening, and I don't like it. I don't like what you're doing. I'm trying to hold on to what I had. And God's just saying, if you just let go, if you just run to my tower, I'm going to show you that everything's going to be okay. In fact, it's not just going to be okay, but it's going to be more than okay. Because I sense in my spirit that there's, a, there's been a shift coming. There's been a shift happening in many people's life, I'm not prophesying that to everyone in this room, but I have been observing with my prophetic eyes in many people, including in my own life, that God has, um, if we don't shift with God, when he says to shift, guess what? He's going to make you shift. You're going to shift. He will, he will shatter the ground from under your feet so you will run to that tower because he's a good God and he doesn't just give you what you want, but he's going to give you what you need. And I felt like that was a word for some of you right there. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it and they are safe. We don't have to live in a place of defeat. We don't have to live in a place of discouragement. We don't have to live in a place of disillusionment. We don't have to li live in a place where we're lacking, where we're missing things, where we are where we are broken to this place of depression. We don't have to live in a place of oppression. We don't have to live in a place of hopelessness and despondency because we have been given the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will cry out and confess that Jesus is Lord. Pastor Jake preached this message about when we know Jesus as our Savior and our Lord, guess what happens? Wholeness comes into our life, and when wholeness comes into our life, his fullness comes into our, into our lives. And when his fullness comes in, we flourish. We flourish. And I want to say to some of you who, this is already catching your spirit this morning, by the spirit of God, it's going to be okay. And you are going to be more than okay, so let go, let go, let go in the name of Jesus. Because God's reminding you this morning to run to run to him. And we're going to unpack that a little bit this morning. Jesus said, um, in this world, you're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And that's a scripture that I have held so tightly and so firmly just into my chest and my spirit. We've had a lot of stuff going on in our family. I'm sure you've had, you've had a lot of stuff going on in your family and a lot of stuff that's probably happening right now. And you know what? In this world, in this lifetime, Amanda, we're going to have stuff. And stuff happens, but guess what? Jesus happened, and Jesus can happen each and every day in our life. And we do not have a problem in our life that is greater than the name of Jesus. We've been given that name. And like Pastor Jake said this morning about surrender, we have a choice each and every day when we come to that place, when we are feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling discouraged, when we're feeling angry and we're feeling alone and we're feeling broken and disillusioned and we're just like, why is this happening? We have a choice to either we can surrender or we can keep, ah, we can keep flailing. But guess what? 
Flailing doesn't take us to the cross. <laughs> well, maybe it will eventually because it's like he'll drag you there by the mercy of God. But surrender. When we surrender, and I shared this a little bit at baptism last week. When we surrender at the foot of the cross, guess what we receive? We receive the power of the cross. And I believe that we're going to talk about this for a few moments this morning because God's reminding us to run to the name. The name that we have been given, the name that Jesus Christ hung on the cross for you and me, for the joy that set before him. You know what the joy was set before him? It was you. It was the person sitting next to you. It was for your mom. It was for your dad. It was for your sister and for your brother. It was for the ones that hurt us. That was the joy that set before him. And we have a choice that we can surrender each and every day and receive the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? So it's, okay, so we're gonna look here. Prop, where do I run? That's the name of our that's the name of our message today. So let's put that on the screen again. Proverbs eighteen ten. If you have a Bible, I want you to look at it. If you have a device, just open it up and look at it on your phone or your tablet. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it, and they are safe. So this verse is a metaphor, but we're gonna first of all talk about the name. So what is the name? We talked about that already. The name is the name of Jesus. And I'll tell you something, church, is when you get a revelation of the name, when you get a revelation of the name, nothing else to you is greater. You, you just instinctively, you want to run to that name. Just like, you know, your parent um, with your mom or your dad when you were little, when you were missing, have, did any of you ever get lost as a child? Anyone? Do you ever have the moments? Right? Do you, are you, for you do not, I don't care how old you get, you do not forget those moments of when you felt lost and just panicking. And what happened when you saw your parent? You just ran to them. They were the name. Mom. Dad. But when we have a revelation of the name of Jesus, we run to the name of Jesus. We run. It is so important. I was talking to Jake's parents about this this week. It is so important, young people. It's so important, all of us, that we read our Bibles each and every day so that we are spending time with the name, that we are spending time with peace. We are spending time with hope. God doesn't just give us hope. He is hope. He is the fountain of hope. And in the name of Jesus, our hope will never run dry. People can give you hope. And that's good. We need community. But that will run dry. But the hope of Jesus Christ will never run dry. So in our each and every day lives, we need to be hiding his word like Psalm 119.11 says, Your word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against you, that I might not miss the mark is what that literally means. So as we're reading our Bibles each and every day, as we're spending time in his presence, as we're journaling, as we're just talking to him or just being like a weird person like me, the name of the Lord is strong tower, the righteous run to you in the safe, you know, just like going down Costco and people are probably like, wow, why is that girl talking to herself? I'm spending time with the name everywhere I go because I need the name. I don't know about you, but I need the name. I need the name. I need the man, Jesus Christ, more now than I ever have needed it before. And when you know that name, you run to that name because you trust the name, because you recognize the voice of the name. His name is Yahweh. His name is Salvation. 
He's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He's the I am. He's more than enough. He's the all-sufficient one. He's the prince of peace. He's our righteousness. He's our king of kings, and he's our Lord of lords. So it says that the righteous, so the, next, the name of the Lord, actually, let's go back, Derek. Just go back there. So the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So when I read this verse for the, when it captured, it wasn't the first time I read it, but when it captivated my attention for the first time, when I ran upstairs to tell my mom, I was like, Mom, Mom, I just had this, like, revelatory moment. Strong tower. I realized in that moment when I was sitting in the office that, have you ever thought about how a tower is higher than it is wide? So as I begin to study on towers um, a couple of months ago, because I spoke, I actually spoke this message at City Life Church in Vancouver a couple of months ago. Did you know that towers back in medieval times were they originally made of wood? Did you know that? Probably not too bright <laughs> because there's fire. They got a little bit smarter and they started making them out of stone. But what else do we recognize about towers? And we don't. We probably should have had a picture of one today, but I didn't do that. But a tower, if you, they don't have a lot of windows. So just, just close your eyes for a moment and just think about how the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's a high place. It's a strong place. It's a fortified place. It's a place of refuge. It's a place of shelter. It's a firm place. And then it says the righteous, the righteous run, the righteous. The righteous is one whose heart is conformed to the will of God. It's one whose heart is to do the will of God. Say the will of God. They're in right standing with God. They have a heart that says, yes, Lord. Say, yes, Lord. And there's something this season, mm, something in the heart of God about righteousness. Something, something, something strong going on in the, in the kingdom of God about righteousness. I was chatting with Jake's parents again this week, um, and his mom's like, oh, you've been reading Romans too? I said, yeah. I can't put it down. I can't put it down. And what did God say? Be holy as I am holy. And just as Pastor Jake was just saying, I surrender. See, a righteous heart wants to surrender because a righteous heart just lives to do the will of God. The dreams, the plans in your heart, who has a dream for their life? Who has, who has dreams, pictures, things that God has put in your life? Don't come by doing works, okay? I'm not talking about doing good works, Okay? I'm not preaching that message. I'm talking about a righteous heart that desires to do the will of God, that it is all hinged on our everyday yeses to God. That's a righteous person. The righteous person just desires to say, yes, Lord. And when God says, don't do something, just lay it down. God told me something 12 years ago that was so strange. He said, don't eat red licorice anymore. I said, okay, and that might seem really super strange to you. And I just said, okay, I won't eat red licorice anymore. And every time I see a package of red licorice, I just like literally just want to like walk back away from it. I have not had another piece of red licorice. And that's like a silly small example of something God has told me not to do in my life. But when he told me not to do it, guess what I did? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. 
that's a small example about how we can be conformed to the will of God in our lives. It's just the little things. Or God saying, hey, I don't want you to hang out with that person anymore. Okay. Hey, I want you to put the cell phone down this season. This. Okay. Hey, I want you to go ask that person or to say sorry to that person because you hurt them. Okay. Hey, I, I want you to quit your job. Okay. Hey, I want you to go pray with this person on the street. Okay. That's what a righteous heart looks like because it's a heart that's just so leaned in and tuned in to the voice of God that they want nothing but to please their father. And when we surrender and we choose to say, yes, Lord, we receive the power. We receive everything, like I said earlier, about the, from the, everything that comes on the power of his resurrection. So those hopes, those dreams, those things that you've been carrying in your life are all connected to saying, yes, Lord. Say yes in the little things. The little things matter. Look at your neighbor and say the little things matter. Look at your neighbor. It's all significant. We have been so trained to think that there is a pot of gold. I don't know if it exists. I actually am at that place in my life. I don't care. We just want to be faithful and to do the will of God. So it's saying the name of the Lord when we have a revelation of that name. If we go back to the scripture. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Okay, we see it. The righteous conform to the will of God. They run. They run. If you go and study that scripture, that literally means they run. Like they make haste for it. That means that they're running before they're even thinking about it. They're running. I got to do this. Can't do any. These shoes are ridiculous, by the way. I bought them the other day. Sorry, Athena. And I actually just like walked around the store to see if I'd break my ankle wearing them. But look at how much shorter I just got. <laughs> but they run like they're righteous and they run. They run. No, you're like, Lee, come up here. They run. They run away from temptation. Did you hear me, young people? They run away from temptation. They run away from sin. They run away from fear. They run away from lust. They're saying, I don't want that. I want Jesus because when I want Jesus, I get everything. Did you hear me? When we want Jesus, we get everything. And we give everything to the one who gave us everything. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is Romans 12, 1 and 2. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of service. I liken, I liken that to say, which is the least that we can do for him. He has done so much. And at seasons, at seasons, young people, sometimes we walk in so little because we don't know the name. But when we know the name, get up and read your Bible. And if, if you can't get up in the morning and read your Bible, find some time in the day to read your Bible. And you cannot afford, you, you do not, not have time to spend time with the name. God, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. We need the genius of the Holy Spirit in our life. We need the empowerment. We are talking about this at ministry school this week, weren't we, this past week. We need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So we run. We run. And it says in that we're safe. We're safe. I wrote in my notes here, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> I guess I didn't get that in there, but I was thinking it. 
Okay, so let's talk about being a, a tower. Kind of want to park on a tower. I'm going to put my, uh, my height back on. So thanks, I married a guy that's 6'3", <laughs> and I'm 5'3", so kind of get, I can't wear one foot shoes, that would be ridiculous, but. So the name of the Lord, strong tower, the righteous run to it, and they're safe, but I want to talk about a tower. So think, close your eyes for a moment, and think about how a tower is a high place. Sienna, think about that for a minute. Close your eyes. It's a high place. So we're going to talk about some five Ps here that I've just been thinking about, about a tower. So a tower is a place of perspective. See, when we're not spending time with the name, we lose our perspective. We lose our heavenly perspective. We lose our Father's perspective. That's one of the reasons why in Isaiah 40 it says, Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall rise like wings as the eagles. We have to pay attention in the word of God with those little details. He didn't say they will rise with wings like a dove. Okay? He did in other scriptures talk about a dove, but he's talking about the eagle. Restful, soaring, higher and higher. If you go read that in the Amplified, it talks to you, but you'll, you'll fly higher and higher like an edifice. So when we run to the tower, when we run to the name, we gain um, God's perspective and we take our place in him. We need vision this season. Who needs vision this season? I need vision this season. I don't have a roadmap. I've never walked this way before. This is all new. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing like being thrown into a brand new season where you don't know what you're doing for God just to say, hey, you need to run to me so you can trust in me because it's not about you. It's always been about me. And apart from me, Jen, you can do nothing. And if you don't know that as well as you need to know that I'm going to do things so that I'm going to teach you that you, that you, <laughs> I'm going to teach you that. John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. So it's a place of perspective. Number two, it's a place of protection. Say protection. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of his wings. Say his wings. You're going to be okay. There's that phrase again. You're going to be okay. It's a word from the Spirit of God for some of you. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And it's not just that you're going to be okay, but we're going to be okay when we're hidden in Christ. Because when we're hidden in Christ and we're hidden under the shelter of, or under the shadow of the Almighty wings, we're hidden. It talks about um, that we're covered in his feathers. And everyone can laugh if you want. Go for it. It's fine. But we literally are protected underneath his wings where no harm and no evil can penetrate us. When we run to that name, we are covered. You're good. You're fortified. It withstands the targets of the enemy. There is a thief that is hovering, and he is roaming around your house. He's roaming around. He's trying to roam around your life to steal, kill, and destroy and try to take what God made, try to take what God gave you. But when we are hidden in Christ, the enemy can't get in there. So guess what? The enemy doesn't want you there. 
The enemy wants you held back in fear. He wants you held back in anxiousness. He wants to hold you back in oppression and depression. And he wants to hold you back with shame. He wants to hold you back with pain. But when we know the name, shame has no authority and no power over us. So we run. So we run. It's a place of protection. Number three, it's a place of peace. Say peace. Peace. If there's something that I've really noticed about this generation, there's a lot of lack of peace going on. A lot of lack of peace. Sydney, (laughs) faithful Sydney, she gets all these texts and calls from Starbucks because people are jamming out of shifts. It's really interesting to see. At my age, like we would have been freaking out if we would not have, I don't think we would have ever called our boss just to call in sick and pretend. We would have been so afraid probably lost our job but you don't even lose your job now when you call in sick it's crazy and I don't want to make light of what happened to this young person the other day but they called in and they couldn't work they needed Sydney to work because they just broke up with their boyfriend and I thought okay so first of all I did pray for that person I did I took a moment and I prayed for no I did because you don't know you actually don't know the circumstances of, of what's going on in their life or how bad and how painful it could be But I thought, wow, there is such a lack of peace that we can't even function anymore when things happen. Satan. But no, young people, we've been given the name. Just as we were singing this morning, I am a child of God. Guess what comes with your inheritance? Peace. Peace. Isaiah 26.3 says he will keep you in perfect peace. Say peace. Whose mind is stayed on you. Sometimes we just got to put the phone down. We got to quit talking to people and just get alone with Jesus. And if all we can just say is just, even if you're crying, whatever. Okay? It's real time. Okay? God, I thank you that you're my peace. I do not feel peace right now, Lord. But I know that your word says that you will keep me in perfect peace as my mind is stayed on you. So, Father, I just set my mind right now on you, on things above, and I'm not going to worry about this, Lord, but I just lay this anxiousness and this fear and this worry and these cares and this hurt and this grief and this uncertainty and this not knowing what to do, God. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. So right now, Father, I receive your peace. And it's as simple as that. And guess what? Young people, he comes. Just in that moment. If you're just like, help, God, help. I had Josiah many moons ago. (laughs) He just turned 17. And (laughs) I laugh about it now. Believe me, my body was not laughing at the moment. But I wasn't dilated enough. Both pregnancy, both deliveries went the same, except I had a doctor that just got out of medical school for the second one, and she didn't know what she was doing. And Jake was in, Jake was with me, I think. I was so delirious. Yeah, I was so delirious from that point. I don't remember it clearly. And there was another girl who had been like a nanny to Jake, so she was in the room. Well, anyway, they took, they took them out of the room. And they were going to use forceps or whatever. They were epidural. I can't remember. They were going to do something. But all I remember was I started screaming out the name of Jesus. Guys, and not just like, Jesus. I was like, Jesus! 
just like that. And I was like, Jesus! And I cry about it right now because he's real to me. And I know when I cry out to him, he comes. And guess what? My body opened up and I gave birth to Josiah when I called upon the name of Jesus. And the doctors came in and the nurses came in and they were like, oh, you're the one. You're the one. Because you know what they said? They're like, you can't push right now. You can't push. I'm like, why can't I push? Because you will hemorrhage. You could bleed. Like, you could die. And I just called out the name. And he came. And because when, when you know the name, young people, you call on the name. And when we call on the name, he comes. So he's a place of peace. Anytime I've needed him, he's there. But it wasn't just the moments that I needed him. It was the moments I wanted him. I just want him just to want him. And I just love him to love him. And I just want to know him to know him. But when I need him, he's there. Amen? Okay, so it's a place of power. When we're with Jesus, friends, we have so much access, and we've already talked about that, to the power of Jesus Christ. Like the song says, the power to break every chain. And when we're in that place, when we're in that place hidden in the name, we are connected to the power of that name. And when we are in the presence of God, we are positioned in a place of power because like the Bible says, we are seated in heavenly places. We are positioned in a place of victory when we are found in the name of Jesus. I have watched too many people say, oh, Jesus, would you come? There is power in the name of Jesus. And I'm like, no, to break every chain. God is raising up an army in this season to arise, to know the name, to know that there's power and peace and wonder in the name of Jesus, that there's miracles in the name of Jesus, that we are not begging heaven to come down, but because we know we are children of God, bought with the price, we have already positioned our. We've already taken our place in heaven, and guess what we're doing? We are declaring heaven to earth. Church, we are declaring heaven to earth. We're saying what God has done in my life, I'm going to declare it into your life. Because I've spent time with the name, Lee. And when I've spent time with the name, I'm to declare everything in that name to your life and to Mike's life and to your kid's life and into your future. So I declare in the name of Jesus, and now I'm prophesying to you, baby, there is hope in your future, says the Lord, and it is going to be more than okay because God is taking you guys from here to there, and his glory is going to be everywhere. So you just hold on to Jesus, and everything's going to be more than all right, and every trial that is coming your way is going to be a testimony and a testament to the name of Jesus Christ, and people are going to give glory to God. Come on, you guys. Give thanks for that. Finally, can we have the worship team come up? I'm shouting a lot today. I really like this scripture. It's what happens when you mutter scriptures. You'll scream them out later. <laughs> Philippians 2.9 says, Therefore God has highly exalted him. Can we, just, can we stand up and just close our eyes as I read this? 
We're going to go back and sing What a Beautiful Name in a moment, but just, just close our eyes for a minute. Ryan, can we get the pad on? But it says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. When we run to that place, we're surrendered into that place. And God is looking for a church that is surrendered. God is looking for a church that isn't flailing anymore, that's not wrestling with him. It's just saying, you know what, God, I'm yours. I am yours. And because I know you, and because I've allowed you to know me, and because I love you and I know that you love me, and because I trust you, I surrender. Can we just lift our hands up this morning, church? See, when we run to that place, we are surrendered in that place. When Jesus died on that cross, it was a crucial point for all humanity. He had a choice. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And he hung and he bled and he died and he rose again and he paid the price for you and me. But we have a choice every single day. Are we going to kneel? And are we going to surrender before the cross? Because what we kneel to is what we surrender to. When we choose to surrender at this crucial point called the cross, we get to receive the power, the protection, the provision, the empowerment, the grace and healing. When we know that name, we run to that name. So God, we lift our hands to that name this morning. God, I thank you for a holy... Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.